I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What is going on, everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Here's for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character, as we do every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points, and we just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I am joined by my festive friend and my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how's it going? I say, boy, what day is it today? <laughs> um, <laughs> Tis Christmas? Tis Christmas! <laughs> Were you were you greeted by three ghosts last night? Yeah, they all said I was living my life perfectly. Shouldn't change a thing. Uh, <laughs> they just came down and gave me a big Sean. thumbs up. <laughs> the ghost of Bob Marley was there. Uh, <laughs> um, so yes, this is Hero Zero. What do we do here, Sean? Uh, this is a show where we take one comic book character. Could be good, could be bad. I normally take Marvel, you normally take DC. And we just give the lovely listeners a bit of a rundown about everything to do with that character. Now, last week on the show, it was my week, so I covered um, a, a villain in Marvel Comics who in, enjoys murder and death, so I can only assume yeah. you're following the same thought process today. Well, you could say I am, yes, because because of the season that we're in. I mean, it is Christmas Day. I have been stuck with having to do Hero Zero Christmas Day. I was hardly going to do Batman. And I thought, <laughs> there was only one person that you could cover who is literally a character in comic books in both Marvel and DC, depending on which ones you want to read. But this week, I'm doing Old St. Nick himself, Mr. Santa Claus. Santa Claus as a Hero mm. or Zero report. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Now, a lot of this origin, Sean, you might have heard before. <laughs> but, but what I will say is that he has appeared in comics since the 1940s. In Jesus. DC, anyway. His first adventure was in Superman's Christmas Adventure number one in 1940. Okay. F- fitting. A fitting debut for Santa, I would think. I think there's nobody better for him to be with than Superman, really. 
because they're all about being nice and not being. Not yeah, being I think people. I think they're like the same level. You can't see you can't see Santa hanging out with Batman mostly because it's like oh, you have no parents, saws. That doesn't automatically put someone on the naughty list. It's the other things Batman does that puts him on the naughty list. It's the breaking of the boards and it's, the guns. It's the guns. It's mostly the guns. Um, so, Santa Claus, in the old tradition, Sean, Santa Claus was thought of as a portly man, as we all know. He's got a white beard and he lived at the North Pole. And he managed a colony of elves who manufactured toys all throughout the year. Okay, it's all checking out so mm. far. I mean, Santa used to be green, but you know, did he? Yeah, he was like, cause it was, it was all about like nature and shit. And then Coca Cola were like, Nah, our label's red. He's red now. <laughs> That's good marketing. To be fair, <laughs> that is how the pitch went. Yeah, um, he and on the twenty fourth of December every year, he would ride off in a sleigh driven by eight reindeer to distribute gifts to children around the world. I mean, I, I will admit this Hero Zero is very much going to tell you a lot of things you already know, but then I will cover all of the stories he has appeared in DC comic books, and one of them in particular is one of my favourites. Okay, um, okay. So, he, he maintained a sense of which children were naughty and which children were nice, not Bruce Wayne, doling out gifts accordingly. This is the story that most children are raised to believe, but the true story of Santa Claus is steeped in mystery and conjecture. <laughs> oh, now there's a sentence no one expected to hear this December. <laughs> you all are sitting at home thinking, wow, what a lovely time. But Santa Claus is a fucking dick. And I'm coming down hard on this side. Because you'll see. You'll see what's about to happen. Right, but I because... think someone's not getting presents next year. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start. His first appearance, well, his first appearance that I will be covering is that he appeared in a story with John Constantine. Um, oh. And by the, account, by the account of the mage, Mr. Constantine, the historical Santa Claus was actually Agios Nicholas from, from Turkey in 270 CE. As an adult, Nicholas was appointed the Bishop of Myra, where he developed a reputation for performing miracles. Okay. So, Mm. so, So, just a regular man who could do miracles at this point. Yeah. Okay. He was also known for his benevolence, charity, and anonymous gifts to the poor. What a guy. He was, Saint Nick is the patron saint of prostitutes as well. Is he? Yeah, so the the story being that, I think it's in Germany or something like that, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, prostitutes would leave like their like stockings on the fireplace to dry and St. Nick would throw coins down the chimney and they'd land <laughs> in the stockings and that's where we get stockings from. That is fucking mental. <laughs> oh, I, I, oh I have God. come prepared with other Santa facts for you, Connor. <laughs> You've done your research. <laughs> so, John Constantine located the skeleton of Holy Nicholas um, after he was his remains were entombed in Myra until the 11th century when the Saracens invaded Turkey. So in 2008, Constantine said, I want that skeleton. <clears throat> and and he arranged digging up Santa's like, grave. <laughs> you're digging up Santa's grave, yes. And he arranged to have the remains shipped back to England for use in the cult ritual. <laughs> oh, this is not the Christmas treat we all expected. <laughs> in order to get the remains through customs, Constantine had to gra- had them ground into powder. <laughs> so- 
Sorry. Oh, Christmas tree! Oh, Christmas tree! He ground Santa's bones into powder. <laughs> he did, what? yeah, but well, only to get to him through customs. How can you get white powder through customs very easily? Well, that's also interesting because um, <laughs> don't tell <laughs> because he used some of the powder for his ritual, mm. and then when it was done, uh, he also convinced the customs agent that was gardening fertilizer to get them through the airport. But he used some of the powder for his ritual. But like he had some left over. There's a lot of bones. And he decided to snort the rest as if it were cocaine, musing about how it was going to be a white Christmas. <laughs> he, s- he snorted Santa's bones. <laughs> what the fuck? This is in comic books in DC. Constantine is a dick. I need to see that comic panel right now. <laughs> <laughs> So, it's the time of the year, Sean. It's a very wonderful time. Whether the skeleton that Constantine acquired really belonged to the actual Saint Nick, or whether this individual was in fact Santa Claus himself, is a matter of interpretation. Right, but it it is heavily implied that it... it, It's heavily implied Constantine not only kidnapped the bones of Saint Nick, he ground them down to get them through customs and then snorted the rest. Yeah, and even if it wasn't actual Santa, he did grind a man's bones into dust and snort them after. Ah, yeah, but it was a laugh, like. So I just did it for a laugh, you know, for the, for yeah. the vine. Um, once, Superman also dreamed about helping Santa, including a visit to his famous toy factory at the North Pole. And this is like a lovely story because it involves Superman. But when he woke up, he the snorted. Man of Steel discovered... <laughs> discovered he had a cocaine addiction and then he just started getting the shakes because it had been a few hours no when he woke up the man of steel discovered a gift a kryptonian tide as no other person could have conceived of at the end of his bed right so it, okay one of my favourite things is in any media is where Santa was real all along Uh and yes, and and like you have an episode of like a really horrible murder show, and then they're just like, "Well, I guess we solved that case." And then you hear the sleigh bells on the roof. <laughs> they're like, "Oh wow, Santa's they're, home!" They throw open the shuttered windows, <laughs> and they're like, "For the last hour and a half, we've just seen butchered people and criminal minds." The um, also, I double checked on a fact here. Uh, yeah. Do you want to know where Santi's bones actually are buried? Where Saint Nicholas's bones are? They're in okay. County Kilkenny in Ireland. No way. Yeah, I had to double check, but they are. Oh my god! I mean, somebody come to Ireland for tourist purposes. Yeah. <laughs> Get some fertilizer <laughs> for your garden. <laughs> wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Bring it home. Think we Give just, it to the kids! I think we just found our new Patreon goal, Connor. <laughs> I want to have enough money so that I can ground Santa's bones and snort them and not go to jail. <laughs> but, uh, what, a tenor would do it, probably? <laughs> At least. All you need is a good lawyer. <laughs> How was he to know it wasn't cocaine? <laughs> wait, wait, the defence is I thought it was cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Well, which is worse, that you murdered a man and started his bones, or cocaine? He's dead long ago. Yeah, look. Granted, one of them is more socially acceptable, weirdly. The bones, bones, of course. Definitely the bones, don't Um, do drugs. 
But the, the most famous story that I could find with Santa Claus is in a comic book with a character called Lobo. Have you heard of Lobo? Is is Lobo so, like a the like a hunter kind of a thing, like a like a Wolverine yeah. type? He's he's based off of Wolverine, and he's kind of like a mixture of Wolverine and Deadpool and Ghost Rider, like all together. Oh, that's an odd menage a trois you've just presented to me. He's like an he's an intergalactic bounty hunter. So he's um, like the predator. And he, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but Lobo <laughs> will talk shit to you while he's killing you. I see. Okay, okay. Mm. So cooler than the predator. He's known for his this might this is why I say Deadpool. He's known for his colorful speech and rapid regeneration. I see. Okay. And how does this monster interact with Santa? Well, Lobo had a very famous Christmas comic called Lobo Paramilitary Christmas Special. And in it, we start off it with a family called Orifice and Ferret Tongue. Unable to provide a material Christmas are dreading, facing the rat of their ten kids in the morning. Rat! Like they're rat. going to kill them. That, yeah. What the fuck? This is, and also, I will ground oh, your bones. I, is that our new threat? I will grind your bones. That sounds weird. I think if you said to somebody, I'll beat you up, and they responded with, I'm going to grind your bones and snort them, you back the fuck up. You certainly question what you're about to do, and you question the nightclub <laughs> you walked into as well. <laughs> this is a weird fucking club. So, the, the paramilitary Christmas organisation, or whatever the fuck this is. It's the paramilitary Christmas special. Special, Lo- sorry. From Lobo. From Lobo, of course, of course. So, yes. where does jolly old Saint Nick fall into things? Well, because Orifice and Ferris, they're worried about providing for the kids. A knock at the door suddenly comes and reveals a mysterious book on the doorstep called The Lobo Xmas Sanction, detailing a story that would adequately scare any demanding children straight during the Christmas season. Hoping it is the answer to their fears, the anxious parents begin to read and it starts with, Once upon a time, there was a really cool dude called Lobo. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so the story is that they is now a story within a story, but um, they are worried about providing for their kids. This book appears, and they're like, "This book will scare your children into not wanting any presents." So when you give them nothing, they'll be like, "Thank God." Yeah, just like I'm so glad there's nothing there. I'm just happy to be alive right now. Exactly. So we start off. This is this is the story of the book. Lobo arrives at a drinking establishment. He's the hero of this story. <laughs> to meet with a client. The client turns out to be a highly inebriated Easter buddy who wants to put a contract hit out on Santa Claus for his perpetual upstaging of lesser holiday icons. What the fuck? <laughs> So, known as Chris Crusher Kringle, this concept of Santa Claus is a brutal dictator who ran an empire out of his stronghold in the North Pole. It sounds like the robot Santa from Futurama. (laughs) Yeah, he maintained an army of elves and through a practice of planned malnutrition was able to keep them short in stature and fierce as ferrets. What the this this Santa's a monster, is what you're saying. Yeah, 
That's what I'm saying to you. This, I'm not saying what we, t- we are to believe. I'm just saying this is some of the material that is out there detailing other sides of St. Nick. That's true. It can't all be mince pies and Guinness. You know, it has mm. to be... It, it, some of it has to be malnutrition and sometimes empires. I, uh, I, yeah, I don't think Santa should be a, a an emperor of any kind. <laughs> Lobo joyously agrees to take the job and the parts for the North Pole. Remember, the Easter Bunny has put out a hit. Yeah, oh, that's another thing. Is it like, is it a, a, a an anthropomorphic, like human-sized bunny, or is it one little bunny? I, it's a human-sized bunny. Right. Oh, I suppose. How else mm. would he drink? That is. How, how else? He, he's pissed. Like <laughs> he's hammered. And yeah, so I, I just can't picture this in a comic panel because I know what Lobo looks like, and seeing him next to a giant bunny does not add up. <laughs> well, he's an intergalactic bounty hunter. He's been put now on the mission to kill Santa. <laughs> oh, and presumably he always gets the job done. Am I right there? He, I would say most of the time, yes, because he goes to the North Pole, he flies there, and he bursts into Santa's workshop, guns blazing. <laughs> and Sounds pretty naughty ma- to me. <laughs> begins massacring the elves. Oh, not often you get massacre in a Christmas story. <laughs> Some of the elves attempt to fight back against the naughtiest one, but they are only armed with pop guns. After turning the <laughs> workshop... <laughs> <laughs> it's he's an empire. He's not going to give them fucking real guns. Just whatever you can make yourselves, lads. That's your weapon. <laughs> They're just throwing fucking wind-up toys at them. Yeah, weird like nineteen forties toys that they still make every Christmas. <laughs> Someone threw her like a rocking horse at them. Here, fuck you. The, yeah, there's like several of them coming towards him in a little red wagon. <laughs> One of them has to drag them along. Any second now, we're going to fucking get to you. We're going to sort you out. Why do we build it with one squeaky wheel for effect? (laughs) After turning the workshop into a bloody mess, (laughs) Lobo makes his way to the throne room of Mr. Chris Crusher Kringle. Chris Crusher Kringle sounds like a a boxer. Uh, if If this Santa is not just like a tyrannical dictator, but if he's also like... An incredible street brawler. This is the best Christmas you've ever given me, Connor. Well, I ha- I think the next sentence might be the best Christmas present you're ever going to receive. Because here we go. Santa is not the jolly, smiling old man personified in the traditions. However, he is actually a merciless taskmaster, armed with razor-sharp shivs and accompanied by a gorilla companion named Kong. Oh my god. <laughs> Happy Christmas. Santa's got what jewel shivs and jewel shivs and an attack gorilla named Kong. He's got jewel wielded shivs and a playmate, yes. Good. God. Yes. yes. That is that is what Lobo has walked in on here. Right, okay, and so presu like Lobo is an international bounty hunter. Surely even two against one, he has this fight. Before Lobo executes Santa where he sits, he is coaxed into a fair fight by the bearded bastard. (laughs) 
Bearded bastard. Kringle chooses the weapons and leads leads Lobo into the Elfomatic clothing machine, claiming there is more room to manoeuvre. The two brawl fiercely and the fight is as messy as it is brutal. Ultimately, Lobo wins by decapitating Kringle with one of his own shivs. <gasps> Exploring afterwards, Lobo finds Santa's naughty and nice databank and views the resource as an invaluable tool being squandered. Oh, fuck. So, Lobo is... Wait, is Lobo now targeting naughty children? <laughs> he perceives the nice as weak victims in the making. <laughs> Whereas the naughty he sees as potential competition, <laughs> manufacturing his own <laughs> presence, he fills up Santa's sleigh with fucking bobs and flies across the world, raining them down upon sleeping down in villages. Oh my god, so he's just killing kids. <laughs> ah, well look, they're gonna be, yeah, but here's the thing, they're on the nice list, they're weak, they're victims of the making. On the naughty list, that's fucking that's competition for the old assassin game. So, so is, there's no way to be neutral in this fight. You're either a threat or no, you're Swi- someone. All to the save. Swiss children were perfectly fine. All of the of the Swiss children. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were all perfectly they're fine. They're neutral. Yeah, yeah. classic, classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of Lobo killing this absolutely tyrannical dictator that we all know of him as Santa Claus? It's you see, see, it's odd because if you had told me that any other tyrannical dictator had been taken down, I would have been like, "Fair play, Lobo, anti-hero yeah. of the year." But then, it's it's Santa at the end of the day, isn't it? <laughs> it is, but he does have two shivs and a gorilla. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Where did the is the gorilla ever explained? Or the gorilla was his. Um, the gorilla was his uh, roommate in college. Oh, it, mm. could I have more of an explanation than that, please? That's all I can give you. Well, <laughs> all I can what give. did he go to college for? <laughs> to, to be a tyrannical dictator. That's one hundred and one. I. Uh, uh, but, but what about the gorilla? What was he studying? How to get away with murder. R- right, the TV show. Yeah, the TV show. He was studying the script of episode one, season one. Okay, but... And then they both moved to the North Pole with Santa as a tyrannical dictator and the gorilla as the muscle. Well, I mean, if you are friends with a tyrannical dictator, you would go go onto his side, surely. I wouldn't be friends with a tyrannical dictator, Connor. (laughs) Well, that's what you think. (laughs) <laughs> are you, are you a tyrannical dictator? I didn't say that. I did not say that. I know shivs. Put those fucking shivs away. <laughs> oh, he's always talking um, to his attack gorilla. Now, thrilled by such a horrifying tale, the tongues no longer fear being torn apart in the morning by their own offspring, and they happily give it to the children. Oh, so they're bad parents. <laughs> well, I mean, it's that or be feel the wrath of their children. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. okay. Okay. Here's the thing though. 
Because Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> this is a festive story. Festive story. You told me I had to do Santa Claus, and I'm finding Santa Claus. Yeah, to be, to, look, the only Santa I know of in comics, I didn't know DC did Santa at all. The the, yeah. the Marvel one just fights Nazis and is generally doing his best. The, yeah. This Santa you've presented me with, one of them is a, the kindly old regular Santa who comes in Superman's dreams. Then there's a, a tyrannical dictator. And then there's a man who was turned into cocaine. <laughs> All valid options. It's a kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure kind of story. Really, it's just you roll a dice and you see what happens. It, that is very what it's like. Is that you roll the dice, just mm. like, seven... Fuck, I guess he's a dictator. <laughs> guess he's Hitler. I guess he is Hitler now. That's a shame. Yeah. Fuck, I, had, I really wish for a six so we got some prezzies. Really gonna put a dampener on that on the <laughs> stuffing this year. <laughs> oh, man. He got me my bike, but he also got me some Nazi memorabilia. Santa, what are you doing? Oh, no, no, look, however bad he gets, no one's insinuating that Santa is given Nazi memorabilia. <laughs> Lobo is. Lo, lo, wait, Lobo's giving Nazi memorabilia or he's insinuating? He's insinuating it. Oh, well, look, he he, he stopped that anyway by cutting Santa's head off. The, he has appeared in DC Comics multiple times, sometimes good, sometimes bad. This is one of the times. Now, even if some of Lobo's account was valid, Santa Claus still exists in the hearts and minds of children across the globe. And he never, he seldom interacts with members of the superhero community, but there are those such as Superman and Impulse who can attest to Santa Claus's existence. Okay, so, I mean, if, if Superman tells you Santa Claus is real, you're going to believe him, aren't you? Hmm. There was also a small story called New Year's Evil that had um, Black Adam was, uh, he's kind of a good guy in this story. Um, he's going to be played by The Rock in the movie coming up, but Black Adam normally a dickhead. But he was moved after hearing an orphan uh, wish for gifts as Santa never came to their country. He travelled to North Pole, to the North Pole, where he uncovered ancient Myra. There he battled the elves and the trolls who guarded the city before, before coming face to face with Nicholas, a powerful wizard who had hidden the city in ice. <laughs> he and his followers spoke to the Greek, in the Greek language. Black Adam, however, was able to overpower him and told him to give gifts to every child in that country, accepting a coal for himself if need be. <laughs> Right. There you go. So Santa dickhead twice in DC. Yeah, and Black Adam is not typically the nicest guy in the world. No, normally he's on the bad side. Yeah, but but even he draws the line at Santa. Yeah. Now, on the opposite side, we could just do the script of Miracle on 34th Street. Pretty good film. That's so good and bad on either side for Santa Claus and DC Comics. But powers and ability, Sean, this is what you want to see. It really is. Let me guess. Let me guess one one of them. Festive cheer. Is festive cheer one of the powers? Kind of charisma. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) With the exception of notable individuals such as Lobo and the Easter Bunny, Santa Claus has the ability to garner trust and inspire hope in everyone else. That's a that's a pretty good ability on a battlefield. Yeah. yeah. Immortality. Santa Claus to be 
appears to be virtually immortal, having not aged beyond his traditional image for several centuries, unless you count the time he was put into dust and snorted up John Constantine's nose. But every time other than that, he's immortal. other than that, uh, he's got magic. Santa is stated to have magical powers, though the exact nature of this is unknown. The virgin, the primate virgin, is a powerful wizard capable of hiding entire cities in ice. But he wasn't powerful enough to stand against the likes of Black Adam. Okay, so we're getting a good scale of Santa's powers here. Mm. Now, did that Abilities. attack? Sorry, did, did the thing with Black Adam did that take place on Christmas? Because I would argue he's more powerful on that day. Uh, yeah, it did. Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. Just, just checking. Just checking. No, just. Che- I, I, I think his power goes up. Or does he? Is he most powerful Christmas Eve? Christmas Day maybe has a bit of a hangover. <laughs> That's true. He goes a bit hard the night before. Yeah. Um. His abilities is he only has one firearms. He's a mm. absolutely proficient with any firearm you give him. What's the logic there? Just, I mean, I mean, if he's that magic. I'd like to see him have a sniper, see what happens. He, he, yeah, but like, there's not. <laughs> I look, I, I could see that he's like, oh, he's proficient in hand to hand because he spends so much time <laughs> making toys. But yeah. guns? Yeah, but like, he has a lot of time to practice. What are you going to do the other 364 days? Practice. Just, just He's just shooting. He just. Hold his skills. That's he, what he's doing. Yeah, he, he practices. The art of cannons, and then, mm. surely he's just taking pot shots off the sleigh. Then, like at, sure, at that birds. stage, I mean, you might hit anything. You could even hit. Uh, I was, I, I was gonna say a naughty child, but don't you shouldn't, you shouldn't hit kids. <laughs> don't hit kids with cannonballs. I can't believe we have to say that, but don't. I, every year we bring it up. <laughs> I have to write it down first in my list to do. Do not hit kids with cannonballs. And so, does he have anything to do with, like, is is the sleigh his, like, method of transport or anything like that? Well, he has equipment. He has a toy bag. Santa's toy bag is said to be able to carry enough toys for all the good little girls and boys around the world. Does Transportation. Santa's sleigh. A decorated sleigh drawn by eight to nine reindeer, depending on how he feels. The sleigh and reindeer are able to defy gravity and traverse continents, allowing Santa Claus to distribute toys to the young children on all of them. Right, okay. Mm. Now we're getting somewhere. Uh, yeah. And is it the classic list of reindeer? Um, yes. Okay, because you've seen Jingle all the way. Uh, so I, I have, yes. I would like what, you to name all those reindeer for me now, Connor, without oh, looking at the document um, in front of you. Oh, um, oh, uh, Donner, oh. Connor, that's Mason, your name. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was my name? Oh no, um, Cobbett, yeah, Cupid, yeah, oh, Do- Cobbett, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen, uh, oh no, I forgot the first four. What are they called? <laughs> Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, yeah. Donner, Blitzen, Rudolph. Ruda, I, you know what? I sometimes forget what is called Cupid. Yeah, because that sounds like a Valentine's Day reindeer. Yeah, maybe that's the horniest reindeer. That's the father of all the other reindeer. Oh, I see. It all makes sense. Mm. 
Yeah. His weapons include coal lumps. The precise <laughs> nature of these lumps of coal is uncertain, but it generally has an emotional effect rather than a physical one. Makes your enemies a bit sad. <laughs> Just like, they pull out a gun, you give them a piece of coal. Aw, shit. It's not fair. He got Lego. Um... And of course, <laughs> yeah, he got Lego, he got fucking coal. Um, and of course, his other weapon here are shivs, which means he wielded two sharpened shivs against Lobo. This is... that Everything else, like, okay, aside from the firearm mastery that he has, but then it's like yeah. standard Santa powers, and then shivs. <laughs> There's also um, a villain in Gotham called Santa Claus, with a K, and he's a foe to Batman. Oh, okay. And is mm. he is he related in any way to Magical Santa? Uh, no, he doesn't even own any shivs. So is he any useful at all? No, no. The, the myth the myth is broken for me. Yeah. Then. Uh, and I have two pieces of trivia. One you already know, Sean, about uh, this old Saint Nick is that he once had a giant gorilla named Cog as a roommate. So I do remember one. this trivia. <laughs> Yeah, and number two is, and this is my favourite piece of Santa Claus trivia in the DC Universe. Despite constantly advancing apocalyptic defences and weaponry, Santa Claus manages to personally give Darkseid a lump of coal every single year. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, he saved himself there, because that's a level of shithousery that we can admire on this podcast. And like, Darkseid's like, I'm going to destroy this planet. Again? Fuck! <laughs> Every year. I, w- I was good this year. I only killed 300 million people. That's that's pretty good. But he gets one singular lump of coal. Yeah, just a one. For every billion he kills, he gets one lump of coal. That's, I mean, look, it's a pretty good result, I would say. So that's Santa Claus of the DC world, Sean. What a horrifying version of such a beloved character. Well, he he has some ups and downs. Sometimes he's good, sometimes he's bad. Depends who's writing him or the version. But Lobo has told me he's a dickhead. Has told us that he's a dickhead. Superman has told us that he's good. I don't know who to believe. That's true because Superman likes to see the best in everyone. But I feel Lobo yeah. would be more brutally honest. Brutally honest, straight to your face. Like, he'll tell you Santa Claus is a fucking maniac with shivs at a roommate called Cog. I would love if they somehow went back and tried to retcon all of that into being, like, the same Santa Claus. And just find the logic of why he's nice to Superman, but outside of that, he's a tyrant. <laughs> no, because he knows Superman will kick the shit out of him. So he's just like, you fucking stupid elf, oh. you fucking dick. So, Clark! What's good? Didn't see you, there. Santa's oh, geez, a coward. Well. He just he won't fight yeah, anyone he could lose against. You're you're looking well, Jesus, Superman. Have you lost weight? Shut the fuck up, Prancer. Fuck off. Here's a special Kryptonian like, <laughs> toy. <laughs> he's just like kicking the reindeer, and then Santa, Superman turns up, and he's just like, "Oh, Clark, I've got you this Kryptonian toy, and I've got Lois Lane, everything she ever wanted." Ha. Huh. Aren't we good? Am I invited to dinner this year? Am I? Am I? Am I? He's, Am like, I? he's a social elite. He's trying to always work his way up. Do you want a bit of a white Christmas, Clark? Because I can arrange such a thing. <laughs> Takes out his arm, just start smashing his own bones. <laughs> I'll fuck. I'll grind up my own bone for you. Don't worry about that. But <laughs> for you, Santa, or for you, Superman, I'd do anything. Honestly, I'd do anything. <laughs> he calls Superman oh, Santa. Then, You're Santa now. <laughs> <laughs> And then Batman turns up and he's just like, fuck off. <laughs> Me and Superman are talking. 
the uh, that is that that was quite the, quite the report. You got gave us three different versions, three different Christmas tales. Uh, of mm. jolly old Saint Nick Connor, old Saint Nick. He's been around the place in DC. Now in Marvel, he does destroy Nazis, which is also pretty fun. Pretty admirable, I would say. Mm. Uh, in yeah. a Christmas figure, does he have any shivs? Uh, very few shivs. He will occasionally mm. fly his sleigh into enemies to destroy them. Oh, that's actually a pretty good one. He's, he's kamikaze in it. <laughs> yeah, the reindeer don't have a choice, but. No, no, they're dead. They're dead on impact. Yeah, well, but they, he survives. They take the brunt of it and then he just lands on yeah. the corpses, you know. Sure, you, you just get another eight. Just rename them. Just it's fine. Fire up Cupid there. He'll have you some out in no time. <laughs> he keeps Cupid at the back. You'll be the last hit, right? I just need one bit of your work. <laughs> right. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas! Sean, it is Christmas time. We just wanted to say, because this episode's coming out on Christmas Day, that we wish everybody, everybody who's tuned into this, all the patrons, all the non-patrons, everybody, just, we hope you have a lovely day, whatever you're doing, and a very happy new year. Um, It's been a pretty crazy year, so if you can take today, eat as much shit as you want. Nobody's even going to be judging you. Um, And if you don't want to eat shit... Don't eat any shit. It's fine. But shit can also uh, mean w- junk food, by the way. Like not just a plate. Oh, I, I didn't literally mean eat feces. I just wanted to clarify. Just it, clarify it's the same that, as the cannonball and children thing. Just have to clear it up every year. <laughs> I always forget. You know me. Head like a sieve. <laughs> um, also, I wanted to say um, that next week we will be doing our top ten weird news stories of the year. Uh, the poll is up on all of our social medias and on our Patreon. So if you would like to, I don't know, make a... You can vote as many times as you want for whichever stories that you like. Um, the link will be up there and you, all you have to do is go in, click whatever stories. You can click 5, 2, 1, however... It's a multiple choice. And just submit vote. Now you're only allowed one submit vote. So make sure you choose the ones that you want the first time around. Um, and we will be doing our top 10 weird news stories next week and we will have them in order as voted for by you. Exactly. And we're we're very much looking forward to that. It's, it's always a nice way to round out the year. Um, and there, there, were some, there were some shining ones this year. Some ones I really like and I hope that they rate highly. Some ones I hated. Some oh. ones I absolutely hated. 99%. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> But that 1%, also terrible, but a little less terrible. More uh, tolerable, we'll say. That's yeah. what we're shooting tolerable. for. Yeah. Um, also, could you leave us a like and a review as a Christmas present on, on every platform you are listening to this on? That would really help us out. Yeah, and even the ones you're not listening to us on, like on the radio. Just ring in and tell them that Heroes for Hire podcast is really good, and then you hang up. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, the answer was Celine Dion, the winner of Eurovision, nineteen seventy-four. Thanks very much. Okay, bye. It's actually did she actually win Eurovision in nineteen seventy-four? If it was seventy-four, that is a massive shout by me. But that is a guess. Uh, I'm taking seventy-four. If we end end the Christmas episode by letting me know how wrong I am, Celine Dion, yeah. Eurovision. She's not that old. It was ninety, surely. Look, you're the one. Uh, nineteen eighty-eight. Oh. So, nowhere close. 14 years <laughs> off, you know. 
<laughs> Sean, do you want to take us out? Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Hero Zero. We will be back on Monday with Movie Mondays, Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, and next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero. Big thank you goes out to everyone who supports over on Patreon for helping keep this show going. They've been absolute legends the entire year. Thank you all so, so much. Um, all of our socials, as Connor said, are linked below. That's where you can find the poll for the Weird News vote. And then also down there is a link to our Facebook group, uh, which is fun, uh, where you can just talk about nerdy stuff and just have a good time with everyone who likes the show. And also uh, the merch shop, which uh, you can get. Here's for all your T-shirts and backpacks and hats and all that good stuff. So if any of that interests you... And we will um, also we will be doing a free standard shipping from the 28th to the 31st. This so is there's going to be a deal to of free, free standard shipping is set up, Sean. It's, it's mine. I'll be using that, everyone. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> so if you go on whatever the item costs, I'm pretty positive that means that it will be said there. I have set it up as free standard shipping, so I think that will be knocked off the price. Excellent, perfect. So even even more uh, reason to take a look there. See if you like it. If you do, if you if anyone does have merch, by the way, uh, send us a photo, uh, like tweet it to us. That would be really cool to see. Um, but I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Mean. And we were wishing you a lovely and happy time, whatever you're celebrating. Yes, and have a, have a good new year. Let, let's let's have. Yeah. Please, let's have a good one. (laughs) Okay, talk to you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.